Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Well, the panel this morning consists of Sam Ackerman, of course, sports broadcaster, Woodcaster extraordinaire, very excited about uh, this weekend. Of course, the NRL action, very serious it is as well. And from the press, uh, Richard Nola. Richard, uh, good morning to you. Can we start uh, by uh, assuming there will uh, be uh, another all-black captain? I'm not thinking uh, that Adi Savia and, and Cody Taylor will be playing this weekend. I, you might have a different view on that, but who's the candidates? Uh, we keep asking this question week after week. Next all-black captain. Yes, it's a talking point. Um, just firstly, I I would doubt that either of those... Firstly, Artie Severe and Cody Taylor have both failed head injury assessment um, at the weekend. Uh, look, there are so many factors to it. For starters, you don't, we all know in, in the day and age of concussion, you don't mess around them, even though Artie did say he felt fine afterwards. Um, to suggest perhaps he might be okay, I would say no, because you also have to take the bigger picture into account as well. I mean, they've got so many tests in a row that you, you just can't go risking guys. So uh, what have we got? We've got no Sam Kane, no Sam Whitelock, who's in isolation, Aaron Smith, who kept in the All Blacks earlier this year, still at home on Baby Watch, um, Artie Sevilla probably out, Cody Taylor, who's kept in the Crusaders and probably could have kept in the All Blacks, I thought, even before the tour began, he's out. Dane Coles, he would be an option if he was there, but he's not. So he's got a um, calf strain. And then complicating it, you've got your two deputies. And I've down, obviously you've got Bowden Barrett and, and Brodie Wittalik. But I wonder if they might be tempted to even rest Brodie Wittalik or perhaps just bring him on the bench just to manage the big rigs minutes, given that they've got such a heavy schedule ahead for him. So I'll go, uh, I'll put my money on Bowden Barrett at this point. Um, just, just for the fact that he's the only number 10 they've got he's guaranteed to start surely and um, he probably seems a logical perhaps option and he has kept the All Blacks before if you remember back I think it was 2017 wasn't it against the Barbarians in London so yeah it's getting down um, other options perhaps Patrick Tuipolotu or TJ Perinara or something like that but at the moment I'll go, I'll go with Bowden Barrett there you go yeah, okay. I like that one, Richard. Um, it's one I didn't actually consider, but you're dead right, actually, because they do a, did appoint two vice-captains or uh, co-vice-captains last week, mm. and uh, they were Ritalik and uh, Bowden Barrett. So you're spot on there. Uh, Sammy Ackerman, this is the time of the year, I would imagine, where you start to sit a little bit further forward on the couch and you don't want any background noise at all because it's NRL tonight. Uh, the Storm and Manly... Uh, how do you see these games going over the weekend? T- to form, to the betting? Uh, to a degree, Smithy, I think the, the thing is, when it gets to the stage, it was so much about momentum. And you look at the top two teams being the Storm and the Panthers, and they do have great momentum. The Storm had a, uh, a hiccup a few weeks ago, which is great for them, um, because you don't want to have too, uh, too long a run of wins without uh, defeat, because 
Uh, but if uh, a bit too much confidence can sit on there, everyone can kind of rest on their laurels somewhat, thinking they can do this. So that was a perfect loss for uh, for Bellamy. So it's hard to go past them. But the form of Manly in the last couple of weeks, if you saw the game against the Cowboys and the way they played uh, there, it was a joyous ability of, of their skills to set loose. Manly have not played like that in a very long time. The way that they are playing their footy is uh, it's, it's, it's fun and Manly aren't renowned for being a fun team to watch necessarily. Always had great skill when they've been successful but they are, rather than overly structured they've got this incredible ability through their side so if anyone's going to be able to upset the apple court uh, cart so far I'd say it's where Manly against the Storm because Manly uh, do know the, the Storm well. They've got a steep rival so perhaps, perhaps there's an upset in the offing there. But the quality of footy, I think we should see going up a notch. If anyone sat through uh, the Warriors game uh, last week, then they'll be relieved to watch uh, footy as it's meant to be played uh, this week. OK, we'll stay on that subject of the Warriors because that reminds me about, uh, it haven't gone public yet, to my knowledge anyway, on what they're going to do with the, uh, the offenders from last week. What would you do? Uh, I will, first of all, they don't have to worry about uh, Kane Evans for a while because he won't be able to play footy with them for multiple weeks with the suspensions he's got coming. And I was surprised to see Matt Lodge get uh, the reprimand as, as from the NRL that is as low as it was. Uh, listen, I've, like so many league fans, I've followed uh, the Warriors since their inception. Uh, I've been work, worked with them uh, closely as a, a reporter and uh, for many a year and got to know the inner workings of that club um, particularly well, and the, I've got a lot of respect for people who, like Cameron George and many in the, in the, uh, who set the uh, the off-field tone for for that club. Um, I, I I I can't believe that Matt Lodge should, should be uh, around next year. I think that he was already borderline in the eyes of the fans, and I think this is the the big situation: is that they now have a team full of players that people here don't identify with. They, I'm not saying they need to be New Zealanders, but they used to play here. They're a team that you could go watch, you could go mingle with, and they became somebody you could say, well, they were part of our team, our club, when you can buy in. There's no buy-in with these guys because they're based overseas. That's not their problem. That's not their fault, rather. But their problem is that they're not players that feel like warriors. I don't look at Kane Evans' play uh, and Matt Lodge saying, go, yep, those are guys that represent this club properly. They're footy players that haven't uh, set foot over here as Warriors for reasons beyond their control. It doesn't feel like the Warriors club when you see those guys playing and I know they, they just seem to be flirting with disaster too much. Yeah, I, I love a bit of aggression in footy. I'm one of the first to say I love a bit of biff when it's on and it's toe-to-toe that kind of thing. It's great. I just thought that I, I was I was embarrassed watching the actions of uh, Matt Lodge in particular uh, where he flipped off the crowd as he walked off there. So I, I think they've got to take a good hard look. Uh, we've seen many a player marched or not selected uh, in the past because of culture. Uh, I'd like to see that uh, maintained and I uh, maybe maybe Matt Lodge has stood there and apologised to the team, poured his heart out and explained why it's not the case. From the public memories, uh from what I've seen, I, I, and he has apologised through social media, but still, it's, it's for a guy who's got his reputation, it's completely unacceptable. Yep, I totally agree with you. Uh, Richard Nola and Sam Ackerman uh, with our thoughts on the panel this morning. Please, uh, gentlemen, if you could stay with us, we're just going to the news. Uh, another couple of issues I, I'd like to uh, chew the fat with you over uh, after that. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Well, not uh, perhaps that much interest in, uh, in how the Wallabies go this weekend because uh, they're not playing against us, but they are playing against the might of South Africa. And you may have heard there in the news that Trudy said that uh, they're going to go with Quade Cooper. Dave Rennie's going to go with Quade Cooper uh, in the pivot role of 10. So Richard Nola... Is this a case of um, of of uh, Dave Rennie saying 
look, uh, Lollisier just wasn't up to it under pressure? Or was uh, is it a case mm. of him scraping the bottom of the barrel here with Cooper? Because that's going a long way back. <laughs> um, well, in regards to Noah Lollisier, uh, look, he's a young, he's a young kid. Um, Dave Rennie's been patient. Uh, I can see what he's trying to do with Lollisier. He's, he's probably looking at the 2023 World Cup saying we need to give this guy time in the saddle, we need to expose him to high-pressure footy, we need to get going on this project. Um, but in Perth, oh, he would have been disappointed. Uh, just his option-taking with Lollisayo, uh, probably uh, uh, he's, he's learning. Um, I, I was disappointed, obviously, when he went for that cross-kick when they had numbers on the right-hand side and the, and the Wallabies blew it. They, they really need to keep the ball in hand. He just doesn't seem to be able to read what's in front of him at the moment. So when it comes to Quade Cooper, it really is a necessity at this point. Um, whether it's scraping the bottom of the barrel, I'm not sure because I just haven't seen enough of the guy play. I know he's been in Japan and I know he's come back. Um, he must be in decent nick. My understanding is that Cooper is 33 years old, so he's, uh, to put it kindly, he's been around a bit. Um, but if you want to look on the positive side of it, it's a guy who, with Quade Cooper, you can say, look, perhaps he's not going to get flustered. He's going to go out there. He's going to be able to read the game a bit better. And, and what's he got to lose? Um, you know, he can turn to people and say, look, I'm back. I'm happy to be here. And look, I'll do a job for Dave Rennie. Um, but he... On Dave Rennie, I, I don't know if it's sympathy I have for him or what. I don't know what to think really because it's a hell of a situation to be in. I mean, you go from playing the All Blacks, losing series 3-0, and then you've got two tests against the Springboks. I mean, does it get any tougher? Uh, the other question is, Quade Cooper going to help dig them out of that hole? Um, yeah. I'd say probably not. And it's unfair to actually expect Cooper to do that. But that's the pressure that's on, isn't it? And that's test footy for, for Rennie and co. Uh, I wish them all the best, but I probably don't see Quade Cooper um, firing up the magic carpet to, to help fly the Wallabies out of this mess. It's, it's a situation they're in, and they've had to call the shot, but um, yeah, they're probably drawing a long bow, but that's, that's just the way it is at the moment. Yeah, uh, 1,500 days actually, over 1,500 days since... Uh, Quade Cooper last wore the Wallaby jersey, so that's an interesting stat in itself. Uh, uh, Sam, one of the issues, uh, it's a bit of a moral issue, uh, this one as well as, uh, and off the field definitely, uh, should individual athletes uh, overseas uh, be able to isolate at home instead of going into MIQ? In other words, can we do something better for them to get them home, uh, particularly those ones who are, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're doing it on their own, you know, the Ryan Foxes of the world, uh, th those people that you know, we take a tremendous amount of interest in what they do. Uh, should we be helping them out more? Well, I think it's it's um, quite the can of worms that one in. And I, for me, I'm I'm for it as long as it's not, as um, it needs to be for the sake of these athletes as well. Um, something that is uh, spread around broader, so people who, there'll be a range of people that'll fit uh, this same mould of going off to represent New Zealand. So, well, it could be a performer, uh, it could be uh, yourself, such as a, a commentator is going across um, professionally for an opportunity. Why why should these people who be denied uh, opportunities to further their career uh, when you go? Over there, 
for example, Ian, to commentate, you are representing New Zealand's interest within uh, this context. You, your voice is a really important one for the audience back here, but the audience over there to understand the, the skill, the depth, uh, and the talent of the New Zealand team that you are part of commentating. It is doing New Zealand a service. So it goes well beyond just the athletes who are representing New Zealand in that stage. But when we come back to those individual athletes, the answer is yes, because we're going to see a lot of them stop competing internationally. Now, that's the rest of the world hasn't stopped competing internationally. There's uh, a lot of athletes who are still able to do what they do under these you know, unusual circumstances and, of course, with uh, little caveats here and there. But we shouldn't be punishing um, or telling New Zealand sports people, yeah, if you want to go do your job, what you've set out to do, the career path that you've uh, mapped out that puts us in a situation, a la the Paul Coles and the Ryan Foxes of this world, we aren't going to punish you uh, and put you at the back of a line. Uh, certainly uh, there has been dispensation made for people who aren't doing that in the past and they were talking about bringing international sports teams or acts in um, I know everything involves and and Elsa and yada yada but we do need to make sure we're setting these guys up to be able to uh, have sponsors be able to set themselves up for life uh, for, in their life I should say uh, to be able to compete because right now it's too big a burden for them you're asking them to financially cripple themselves to go over there if you go to compete in a, uh, a one week event or a one day event but they're there for a week you might not get home for two months it's insane mm. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm with you on that. And uh, Richard, I'll ask you for that. But just before that, I'll ask you for your opinion on that. But here's one: uh, you talk about commentators or coaches, uh, Stephen Fleming, uh, Brennan McCullum, uh, and Mike Hesson. Now, all of those three have done wonderful things for New Zealand cricket. They've taken us to the top of the tree, to World Cup finals, uh, to to where we're at. Now they're over there um, as individuals working in the IPL. But Richard Nola, they are going to. They've got absolutely at this point in time. Uh, got no idea when they're allowed home. But, you know, uh, we're quite happy for them, you know, for years and years and years to sit on the back of their performances and their leadership. So is there a point there? There is. There is a point. Um, the first thing I would like to make clear is what I don't want to see, um, and, and the problem this is what will happen, and we all know that if you live in the real world, that these sort of things can become uh, a political football um, and you're going to get people who quite rightly want to get back home and that's understandable. Everyone wants to get home for a variety of reasons. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter what industry they're in. It doesn't matter whether they're a sports person or they're working in, in some other occupation. But if it's a sports person, we all know that, let's say, if they do get a dispensation, then straight away we're going to get some people from the political sphere arcing up and... I don't want to get too deep into that, but I'd hate to see this sort of thing become a political situation where these uh, individuals, whether they be commentators or they play in sports teams or they're chasing their own individual pursuits, are going to get absolutely hammered in the, in the public realm. But that, that's quite possible, so that's the first thing that worries me. I would absolutely like to see um, these folks get MIQ spots. Um, and again, I don't want to get too political, but I would... I would like to see the government enter dialogue publicly just explaining why it can't be. And I know there are a lot of hard luck stories out there, but whether it be on a point system or whether it be on some sort of qualification system where they can take these things into account, whether they can I mean, open up other NYQ facilities, even if they are quite humble and the same for sports people, where you go there, you still have to pay. Something has to be created. Um, and I know people will say, look, the All Blacks, they're a guaranteed an MIQ spot. I think they come back on November 23 or whatever it is. 
just bear in mind, um, I think it is important everyone bears in mind, when you go overseas and when you cover them overseas, you do realise just they are not just the All Blacks, a bunch of blokes chasing a rugby ball. It's actually a massive marketing machine for New Zealand. It's a huge search engine for New Zealand. So people become aware of New Zealand and if they do things right, then they create a very positive vibe which has multiple spin-offs. So that, that's that part of it. In regards to the individuals, I would like to see them getting a chance to come home. And it's just not even the more high-profile people. I mean, uh, I see recently one of the reporters of the company I work for, I think, spoke to Courtney Duncan, the motocross rider. And you know, she says she's on a work visa overseas and she doesn't know when she's going to come back. The same for Hayden Wild, who you know, won a bronze medal at Tokyo in the triathlon. Those sort of folks there, we do need to appreciate them. We need to find a solution. Um, and it comes on to our politicians. And I, again, I don't like getting too deep into that. But yes, why, why can't we find a solution to help these guys out? And that's something that perhaps goes back to sportsmen, it's to Grant Robertson or whatever. Um, as long as it doesn't become a situation then when you get a lot of people having a massive pile on to these people as well, because I don't, that's another thing I don't want to see. But, yeah, I'd like to see a solution, um, because these people are New Zealanders, and they are ambassadors in their own way, and let's find a way to help them out. Richard Nola, thank you very much for those considered thoughts. I'm right in the camp with you and with Sam Ackerman. I think they need to do something about it and do it very quickly. OK, we're all sporting people. We write about sport. Um, and we might be a tad biased, but they do a lot for us overseas, and that cannot be forgotten.